Are we let's live? See, or? Yeah, let's see if we can fuck this one up, too. All right, we're live. We're live. We're live. So uh, we've been trying to get this done for a while, guys. Uh, welcome back to the Cutler cast. This is episode 28. Yeah, 28. We, we just had a big discussion on what we always try to do this at the beginning, and I just throw these numbers out there, and uh, you know we made it back. So we've had a pretty, uh, a pretty long hiatus, longer than what we planned. Yeah, it's been... It's been over a month since we've actually recorded because we've done the last time we all recorded was when me, you, Regan, and Milos did after the Arnold in Boston, the aftermath. And then after that, there was some on the roads. You were gone, I was gone. And then we did Branch in the middle of there. Yeah. Sorry, we had some audio issues, but we did Branch. And then now, uh, this is the first time we've actually been able to record and. A long time. Yeah, so, uh, you know, a lot has gone on. We're going to cover a few topics today, um, but we want to kind of go back a little bit because I've had some Cutler classics. You traveled to Italy, um, had a great trip. You got to see a couple of this. I know you got to see the Coliseum and Spanish Steps, and what else did you see? We got to I don't even remember. But you toured, you toured yeah, yeah. a bunch of different. You saw this ancient city that, or this. We saw, we saw all kinds of stuff. We started off in Milan. Well, let's we'll get back to that. Let's let's start with the Jay Cutler Classic in Vegas here. That okay. was what about three weeks ago? It was uh, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Yeah. Well, just okay. over. Yeah. So, so I just got back from Boston. Um, we had the Jay Cutler Desert Classic, which is an annual event. It was our thirteenth, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, was at South Point. We had probably the best turnout we've had in quite some time, which was awesome. Uh, a lot of great competitors, uh, a lot of happy people. The attendance was huge. A lot of the pros showed up. Flex, Regan, yeah. uh, fuck, everybody was there. Like, everyone, everyone that, Milos everyone came. that was someone in town. I saw Hidatata in there. Yeah, Hidatata came. I um, mean, there was so Iris Kyle came. I mean, every, all three, all three Cutler Nutrition Girls that turned pro were all there. Yeah, which was kind of cool. Yeah, which is great and. Uh, you know, we want to thank everyone for coming out there. It was a huge success. Uh, always good to be back. We were, cu- like, no restrictions, which is the first time in, in quite some time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we got to shoot some of the people. And, and uh, you know, once again, it was another successful event. And then I went, actually, right to Boston. Uh, Easter weekend, we had the Jay Cutler Classic there. It was actually held in Lynn, Massachusetts. Unfortunately, it was on Marathon Weekend, which is a little tough. Spring Break Weekend. Does that mean it was Easter? As hell? It was just it was pricey to get there, but you know I got to train at Gym Hub again. Got to see Jose and and Nate over there, and you know uh, it was just always a good uh, turnout there. You know we always have you know all our people from Massachusetts. Did you, get, did you actually get to see a, like any of the marathon? I actually drove through. Yes, I sent you the picture. Yeah, I saw of the you finish line. Through, like the finish line. Yeah, so we we were there on. I think Friday, because the marathon was until Monday, mm-hmm. and we were able to kind of see all the setup going on, and, and uh, it was kind of cool to see all that and witness uh, something I'd never seen before, right? Yeah. Um, and that event also, you know, was hindered by restrictions the last couple of years, I believe. Like, they, So this, is the first, this was the first time they had I think it they canceled it the last year or two. So it was huge, huge, huge turnout. Spe- expectations were huge. We stayed at the Encore Hotel, which was awesome. I got to walk on the Woodway treadmill, which I just ordered one. I will, I will show is it, that. Is it similar to the Encore out here? Is it the same? Yeah, pretty much the same. Yeah, not oh. as not as many sights to see, but uh, it is a nice so hotel. So it looks exactly the same so from the outside. So you didn't gamble all your money. Right? I didn't gamble. Yeah, Angie was like, "We're gonna go play some blackjack," and and uh, I'm like, "No, man, I don't want to risk. We we did well enough the last couple of weeks." Let's... Oh, it's, it's actually it's actually a casino too. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Because you know when I lived in Hong Kong, we used to go over to to. Um, 
Macau. Okay. And they had the wins there. But they also had wins in Sanya, China, where there's no gambling allowed. So it's just a badass resort, but you can't gamble. So that's what I thought it was in Boston. No, no, it was a full, it's a full, like they have all the restaurants and they have the sports book. And we had a nice Italian place on Saturday night. Um, It was this, this, uh, Nikki's place, one of my buddies out there. He, uh, he opened up like an Italian place. So we got to eat there. It was probably the one major meal that we ate out uh, other than just room service and whatever else. Uh, so we got to relax a little bit and went, saw my mom on Sunday, my stepfather, saw my sister for a second, but, uh, you know, for Easter, we didn't really do a whole lot. Um, we had some car issues. We had dead batteries, so they had to keep jumping the car, which oh, was really? a pain. Yeah, she's fighting with the car company now, so. Are you trying to get all your money back? Well, we're just trying to get some sort of, like, because we had to leave the car at the hotel. I, didn't, I don't know if I even told you this. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, so we were, <laughs> what we were going to check out uh-huh. uh, to go to the airport on Monday, mm-hmm. and, of course, it was marathon day, so, I mean, it was kind of crazy. So we pack all our stuff. We go downstairs, call for the car. It's not coming. 30 minutes later, they're like, we can't start your car. I said, okay, well, I had to sign a form to jumpstart it. Couldn't get the jump started. I went into the garage where the car was, like, watched them try to jumpstart it. It just wasn't wasn't charging enough. Mm-hmm. So we called the rental company and said, hey, you know, come get the car. We got to take an Uber. So we took an Uber to the airport. Um and we flew back and had to leave the rental car. So what are you guys? What are you guys fighting with the car company? Um, just you know, we number one, the gas tank wasn't full, okay, because we couldn't drive the car out to fill the gas before. You know, we we didn't prepay the gas, uh, and I think she's looking for some sort because we did have problems on Saturday and Sunday that we called roadside, and they wanted us to drive the car to Logan Airport to return it to get another one, but we were in out near my mom. How far is that? For Fifty minutes. So, and then we were there on Easter, and all the other locations were closed on Easter. And so they like, oh, you can drop it off at the closest location. But then they kept sending us message, a text message saying, every place is closed. You have to bring it back to Logan to exchange it. So we literally went and visited my mom and my sister and kept the car running for like five hours. We never <laughs> shut it off because I was like, didn't want to have to worry about getting a jump or some people don't have jumper cables, you know? So if it was running, that means the battery was bad. It wasn't all. Yeah. So, so it ran and, uh, you know, we end up just leaving the car. So, you know, we're, we're kind of going back and forth with them. But getting people on the phone still is, like, impossible, you know. I've noticed that with any companies I call nowadays, you cannot get anyone on the phone. Automated systems. It, it's, 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 like, no, it's like kind of going to the grocery store now, right? And, I mean, I don't know the last time I went and actually had someone scan my items. I do it all myself <laughs> and bag it myself and... They really don't want to do anything really anymore. You know, they want to make this, automation. Someone said this the other day. They put the automation in, and it's supposed to save money. Well, then why are grocery prices going down? If you're saving all this money, how come the how come no, you know, are getting cheaper? You know what supply it's just chain, a scam. You know? No, it's just a scam. They just want to they just want to keep ripping us all off. Yeah, I mean it's all supply chain. I think. No, I, I didn't. I didn't know your car had. That's the worst. Yeah, yeah. So issues. I literally just looked up today on my Twitter account from two years ago. So I went down to Mexico and rented a car, $14 for the day. And they put an $11,000 hold on my card to rent a car really? for 14 bucks. And they said, you, we're, gonna char- we're gonna put a hold on your, on your card as much as this vehicle is worth <laughs> for, for $14 charge. They put, it was 11,000 that shows the charges. like. 5100 5100 and 1200 or some shit I'm like shocked that. that your credit card allowed that. Dude, I'm fucking broke, man. It was maxed out. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, nothing nothing is che- I mean the rates were at the hotel were the most I paid. 
Stayed there. Uh, I think I paid six hundred a night. That's a lot. I'm surprised you paid at a, that much. at a casino. Well, I got yeah, a really geez. nice room. They upgraded me. Uh, the flights were outrageous. I mean, I, I don't. I, I paid twelve or thirteen hundred a ticket, which it's ridiculous. You know, for a business ticket, and the rental car for whatever th- four days was like four hundred dollars. So this cost you like five grand. Oh, I mean. You gotta pay to play, right? We talked about that this morning. You know, I would have stayed at a, I would have stayed at a Red Roof. Anyway. I know. Uh, well, I mean, dude, everything, the room service. I mean, you yeah, know, yeah. breakfast is one hundred and fifty bucks. I mean, yeah, nothing's. You know how it is when you stay in hotels. So, uh, great success. Um, on the way back, though, the mask got dropped. I, we can talk a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah, no, like this mask shit. And I don't think people realize like how much of a headache it has been for those of us that travel a lot. Whenever you travel, like domestically, sometimes they're okay about it, but most of our flights aren't super long, so you can kind of get away with it. But when you travel overseas, which I've done like four times during the pandemic, certain airlines, they're like fucking Nazis with this shit. Well, you always seem to have the most problem because I remember we were texting, you were somewhere, and they were just busting your chops about the mask. So the, the, the worst one we've had so far, we... When we had that whole massive travel disaster and they stuck us on Lufthansa from Detroit, from Denver to Frankfurt, they put us, we got downgraded from business to, to economy. And so Regan hadn't slept. So he falls asleep. Like, you know, yeah, he'll fall asleep yeah, in three yeah. seconds. Every time he'd fall asleep, his mask would fall off and they would come wake him up. So they'd come fuck with him and wake him up and blah, blah, blah. The last time the lady came by and, and shook him and put a piece of paper in front of it. And it said something like, if we have to warn you one more time, you're going to be kicked off this plane and you're never going to be allowed to fly him again. It was so bad. But this happened even our last time when we went, when we went over to, uh, to Italy. Everywhere you go, like when you're flying in these long flights and you're trying to sleep, you, they just falls off your face and you can't help it. And they get mad at you, but it's like, what can you do when you're, when you're sleeping? No. You don't know the mask is falling off your face. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy because I was kind of wondering on the way back, I mentioned to you, like, we went in the lounge yeah. before we took off in Boston. And there was, like, a, a great buffet they had. So I went up, and I got all the food. I had no mask on. I took it off as when I got in there because we are drinking and whatever. And then Angie went up after me because I was sitting with the dogs. The dogs were with us. And she went up, and, of course, she didn't have a mask. And the woman, like, beelined that in the check-in desk and ran over to her, and she's like, ma'am, can you please put your mask on? And she came back and she was a little irritated because she said the woman kind of like, you know, she made a scene of it. Yeah. And I was like, whatever, you know, whatever. And then we get on the plane and everyone's hitting me up. Like you text me, Dave texts me and they're like, you're like the masks are done. You could take it off at that point. But I was kind of wondering because I kind of had it pulled down and granted I was eating and drinking a lot, but they weren't saying anything to anyone. Like the, the woman was totally on the plane. I flew Delta. Uh, she was 100% just super nice. Yep. So I got to Vegas, and I think you had texted me, like, right before I landed, like, hey, this or someone else did, or it was on Instagram, maybe. Yep. And I walked off the plane, bro, and, like, everyone's sitting. No one had masks on. They were all off. I mean, random people did. And then I noticed, like, people coming from security didn't have masks. And I'm like, wow, it's it's a real thing. Yeah, they – I saw some videos on YouTube of – the flight attendants walking up and down saying, if you don't want to wear your mask, and they had a garbage can and people are throwing them yeah, in the garbage I still can. see a lot, though, of people posting, hey, I think I'm going to 
still wear a mask because you know on the planes it's you get a lot of bad air and but you know what man hey, look if you I've, want to wear one go for it I've, I care. I've worn on some of these flights when I sleep I try to cover my mouth with stuff because you know when people are coughing especially during the cold season yeah. like you're on on a flight you kind of you fall asleep we're laying in you know whatever business mm-hmm. you know we're trying to sleep you know you have a you know sometimes you usually sleep with your um you remember, remember when they Your gave mask. me all that yeah, shit yeah, about yeah, the yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're called the pilot. Yeah. This guy is a machine. <laughs> they wouldn't let me yeah. use it. So and they had inspected and shit. <laughs> so any of you guys, make sure you register your uh, sleep yeah, apnea machine for internationals, right? <laughs> so, uh, and, you, and listen, you were 1K then. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so it was kind of good that that thing kind of disappeared. And, and like I said, you, you know, I've stated this over and over. I never believed that the mask did a whole lot. Um, but I'm not against people if you have no. your choice, right, or choose not to be. Or I'm not the guy that's like I notice people still are wary about getting in elevators with people, and yeah. like I'm I'm fine with all that, you know. The, ma- the masks never bothered me because you know I, I lived in Asia for two years, and it's very common over it there to see people wearing masks in public, even ten years ago. So it, it never bothered me. If someone wants to wear one, go for it. I don't care. It doesn't. It doesn't affect me like one way or another. But some people get yeah, really mad at it. I, like, I would like it yeah. to be a, a personal choice. That's all. Yeah. I would like it to be a personal choice. If they decide to bring this shit back, yeah. uh, unfortunate if they do, right? Yeah. I mean, I was on the on Instagram looking at Coachella all weekend, yeah. and everyone's raving and everything yeah. else. And I'm thinking, this is kind of crazy that we're still wearing this stuff because we know the date. It was supposed to be early April that was supposed yeah. to get rid of this. And uh, you know now it's it's it seems like it's a real thing, so it's going to make uh, traveling a little easier now, and I guess public transport transportation, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 look, I'm just thinking of all the trips this year that we still have. Look, we got to go to Canada next week, and we still got a Germany trip. We still got a UK. Yeah, trip. so so hold on, uh, we're going to uh, Canada, but we're going to. Uh, so the first stop we, we leave next Thursday. The first stop is Friday in Saskatoon. Okay, and then. Saturday morning, we have Regina, yeah, like 10 to 12. Then we fly to Edmonton. Uh, we have an appearance in Edmonton on Saturday evening. And then Sunday, we're in Kelowna. And then Monday, we're in Calgary. And then Tuesday, we fly home. So it's five stops. All uh, for Supplement World. Supplement World. Yeah, we're doing a, a makeup tour because this was scheduled for last October, I think. Yeah, I Actually, was it this last October? Yeah. I think it was it around was. October. Originally, it was supposed to be even before that, and it's kept getting pushed back, pushed yeah. back, pushed back. Now, I don't know if they have any type of restrictions. We don't care. Now. We're going. So yeah, no, of course, we're going. We're going uh, Saskatchewan, all that. Yep. Like, we're yep. touring that whole region. I know you Toronto people keep asking. Toronto Toronto, and Vancouver. I get okay. so many people. I'm like, so, hey, look, it, it, we're, we're, we're there for a, a, a store chain that's bringing us in. So Yeah, I so mean... We have have a lot of stuff. We just booked for, looks like for FIBO next year will be Germany. I mean, we're talking uh, maybe Scandinavia the end of the year still a possibility. So far, it's it's kind of a verbally, it'll be the first weekend of December, but it's not not contracted yet. But we got the Arnold UK. It's the third week of September. And then we're still working on some stuff around that. We'll see if it pans out. And then I think maybe we'll do something in the Middle East in October. But we definitely got we got Fit Expo LA, which I'm going to be there the 22nd of May. Yep. We have the American Fit Expo, which is July, July 23rd yep. weekend. Yep. Third week in July. Uh, I mean, I have a ton of stuff in between. I'll be in Pittsburgh. I'm 
you know, I'll be in New Jersey. I mean, New Jersey, I'll be in the same weekend as LA FedEx, but you'll be there all you weekend. San, you got a San Diego appearance. Yeah, San Diego in June. I'll be at Nutrition Corners early. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure more and more stuff will keep piling in. So just always stay tuned. Yeah, Nutrition we're getting requests. I mean, we just we're sitting here going over more requests for uh, another more yeah, foreign, more international. Visits. You know, that's the only the only thing that makes me a little weary about the international is because every country, some countries still have different rules with the. It's look when when you. Here, when we travel, we just go travel like normally you wear a mask. But some of these countries you go to, you have to have certain either a PCR test or antigen yeah. test, and you have to get it. So when you come back to the States, you have to get it within 24 hours. So you can't just get it three days in advance. <clears throat> so sometimes you got to jump through hoops to go in and out of the country. But I'm, I'm hoping by the end of the year, we won't have to deal with this anymore and we'll be back to normal. Uh, tell me about your Italy trip. Um, Italy, was, Italy was definitely... Uh, you got to see, like, uh, listen, you, we've been all over the world, but yeah, I know you went for business. I know yeah. Regan was there. Um, you know, so so basically, what happened was Regan signed to Yamamoto Nutrition, and Yamamoto wanted him to come over to their headquarters, which is about an hour and a half outside of Milan. So we went over to, uh, we flew into Milan, mm-hmm. and of course, we had we were delayed, so we got stuck in Switzerland for like an extra four hours. So we got. As, as usual, missed our business tickets, downgraded the back of the plane. It was a short flight, so I didn't care. So we got there. We got to our room, and the next day we went and toured the headquarters, which is beautiful. It's in this massive skyscraper. And then every day they took us to a different place to do filming, and we just slowly went down the coast. We had a, we had a, a, a van, and they just took us from city to city. And once we got to Rome, we got to go see, you know, different, you know, ancient treasures that people have wanted to see i wanted to see the coliseum more than anything we saw that the spanish steps How incredible was it I, I, you can't describe those things in person. have you seen it before no i oh, never no. no i've been to italy three times a but i've never times. been to rome oh. and it you know i wanted to go see the sistine chapel we just didn't have time but we'll be i mean we'll definitely go back there before the year's up for sure and we'll try to get you over there too i saw you guys did a lot of shooting and yeah yeah we filmed we filmed in so many places but there's still a lot of stuff to see in italy you know, I didn't go get to see the Sistine Chapel. What did you eat? Pizza. It's, it's amazing, like, right? Yeah, but it doesn't it doesn't fuck with your stomach. Yeah, like, yeah. like you eat pizza here and it's a total gut bomb. So every night I, I saw you guys were eating yeah. feasts. Like, did they just order a ton of food or Yeah, yeah. Everywhere you go, it's just like like, oh, we'll just get a pizza out and they bring this freaking tray out and it's Huge, like four right? feet long. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you know, and it's kinda hard to say no. But when you eat the pizza there, it's not like eating pizza here. Here you eat pizza. You get hot flashes and your f- blood pressure goes up. It's just awful. There you eat it and it goes to your body just like rice does. It's like, I don't know if it's just the food's processed different or what, but it doesn't. Did you eat like on several times a day or one big meal at the evening? Um, like how did Regan stay on his diet? Well, Regan's off season now, but he still, he. Was he, he eating only, enough? He's, no, he still ate pretty clean. Okay. You know, he still just ate, you know, steak and chicken and, and you know, he didn't eat a ton of carbs because he's got a guest pose this weekend in, in Orlando. So he stayed on diet for the most part and just ate clean. You know, one day he had some some ice cream and stuff, and and I think he had pasta once or twice. He texted me two days ago, yeah. and uh, I said, "How are things?" You know, he yeah. says, "I wish I could book a flight back to Vegas right now." <laughs> you know, so he, I guess he's definitely transplanted in Las Vegas for yeah, good yeah, now. Yeah, he loves it. Yeah, he he loves it. It's kind of you know, it's tough when you live here because. People that haven't lived here, I always tell people it's two worlds. There's the strip, and everyone thinks it's oh, it's just 
party spot and how can you live there? But when you live here, it's just a different world. Everything mm. you need is here, especially if you're a, a pro bodybuilder. This is the place to be because it's got all the amazing gyms. And I mean, where else can you go get sushi at two in the morning? Yeah, I know he lived like outside Toronto, but he lived in London. Like Ontario. so, but a lot of people, man, like rave about Toronto. And I mean, I visited there. I know it's just been crazy because of restrictions, right? But like that is the most request I get of like, when are you going to come visit again? Yeah. It was huge back in the Toronto's day. Beautiful though, yeah. it's a beautiful. City. It's 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 to me, it Toronto kind of reminds me of a. I don't know how to say it, a nicer version of New York City, you know, just more advanced, you know, because New York, you know, go, you know, go to downtown. It's, it's been around since the, since the early, you know, 1900s. A lot of fitness people though. It seemed yeah. to oh, come yeah. out of In that Canada, region. A ton, you know, plus yeah, Dorian's really gyms up there, the pure muscle and fitness. Yeah. So you have all the, most of the, the vast majority of the pros trained there and that, but we still haven't been to that gym since he's opened it. I know. Because he opened visit. it right before the restrictions. We need to go visit. Maybe so, that would be a great um, destination spot for us to go. And yeah. We'll just look at something. We go East Coast, and we'll just go pop up to Toronto for a couple of days. We'll do Cutler Cast on the road. Yeah. Be good inside the gym, you know. Um, I want to talk a little bit about um, these podcasts I've been doing a little bit. Okay. Uh, as you know, I've been a little off topic with, you know, a lot of them have gone deeper into, you know, with bodybuilding and talking about, um, you know, what it took to get there. Yeah. And I know a lot of people have you know, actually said to me, um, they respected me coming out a little bit and talking a little bit more about, you know, what I did, you know, for like, as far as drug use. Right. Uh -huh. And you've been familiar with it. I mean, you know, bodybuilding yeah, circles yeah. and it was kind of like the unspoken word. And, you know, I did a, a couple episodes, obviously Greg Doucette was one of the big ones that I did. And I talked about, it. I know some of the other channels ran with that. Right. Yeah. Um, and, a lot of questions like, okay, why, why did it take you so long to come forward? And yeah, I think, you know, the reason why I, I think it, just my opinion, the reason you didn't was when you're, when you're at the top, there's a certain level of professionalism you have to have to have. And that was always a taboo subject. And a lot of people that are younger look up to you and you just, it's just something you just stay away from. I know. But do you think me giving that information, uh, is a good or a bad thing because does it does it educate people or does it make people have the mindset well jay did it so maybe that's okay i i look at it as a positive and the reason i say this is look I, i've been around this for even though i'm not a pro buyer, i've been around it for most mm -hmm. of my life and the stuff that people do nowadays is just fucking ridiculous and they always assume if somebody's bigger or better than me they're taking more drugs than I am. And the reality is if somebody's bigger and better than you, they're just bigger and better than you. It's not because of the drugs they're taking. It's because of the work ethic. It's because they're taking it more serious. They're sleeping. And genetics play the, the biggest role in this to me. So when you look at what some of these guys are putting in their body, the first thing that goes to my head is, one, A, where can you put all this? And B, you're going to hurt yourself. And they'll go, well, so-and-so did this. And I'm like, no, so-and-so didn't do that. That's that's a lie. Yeah, th this this is the issue. And this is, you know, I'm going to talk. I'm not going to go deep into this. But when I started, you know, it was about taking one thing, right? Mm -hmm. You took testosterone or you took whatever, an Anivar yeah. or whatever. It was like one considered a cycle, like a 10 or 12-week cycle. And then you came off for 10 or 12 weeks. And then you maybe did another one, depending on what your, what your yeah. goal was, right? 
it wasn't multiple things. Like now everyone that comes to me is like, I'm on this, 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 and this. Like that's not, like I can tell you for cycle after cycle that I did from the time I was 20 years old, 21, 22. Granted, I got ready for a show. I might've taken three different things or four, like whatever it was, okay? Not necessarily the early shows, but uh, because for Teenage Nationals, I was, you know, pretty much natural, right? So, uh, you know, you, you end up like hearing these horror stories about why do you have to take so many things? What do you know if it's working or not? I understand cutting it for a show, like we take things that might hinder, like they take down the body fat a little more or get rid of water, right? And we consider this part of our protocol, but at the same time, you know, we talk about like drugs and everything, I base everything off testosterone and then you start putting exotics and everything else. Why are people starting with multiple things these days? I don't know, like with you or what you've seen with people around you, but people didn't take multiple things. No, I, I think it, and look, there, I don't, I, you can't blame any one thing, but I think a lot of times, a lot of these coaches don't know what they're doing and they don't know how to diet people properly. So they say, if I sling all this shit at the wall, something's going to stick. And they've done this two or three times, or maybe they had a coach at one point that did that. And they slung a bunch of shit at the wall and they just don't care about people's health. So, you th just you, my so you're thinking a lot of it's hearsay. Yeah, a hundred percent. You know, I mean, look, you, you and I were, I'm not going to say the person's name, we were eating with them overseas and they showed us what they were taking. It, it, it's, I don't know how the hell you could even fit that much in your body. It was so ridiculous. I, I, it, it was like triple what I've ever heard anyone even taking. Yeah. And this person was you know, 230 pounds. And I, I don't understand why people just, you know, like... You'll, 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 you'll see a men's physique guy and they're, Hey, I'm taking a thousand milligrams of this and a thousand of this and 1200 of this. And I'm thinking, God, I knew 300 pound guys that didn't even take two or 300. Very, very little, things, you know, but they slept, they ate, they trained their ass off and they didn't do all these other things. And plus they weren't taking all these peptides and all this other stuff. And, and you know, I don't know, I don't know what, what one thing it is to blame, but there's a lot of misinformation and everybody thinks if somebody's bigger, better. That means they're taking more, and that's just not the reason. So the reason I did this, guys, the reason <clears throat> I did it, and actually it was not even a planned thing. I, I just, Greg Doucette had asked me, what's off topic? And I said, nothing. Like, you can't, yeah. like, I'm not going to say there's n something or nothing that you can't talk about. I was pr an open book. And, and remember, I, I'm not going to be, you know, I'm not going to sit there and remember everything that I ever did, to be honest. I can't think back. 20 years ago. My memory as it is, is half shot anyway with certain yeah. things. But like I sat there and thought back, okay, what did I cycle? What did I do during this time? And if you asked me, what did you do for like 03 Olympia versus 06? I really don't know, to be honest. I kind of followed the same kind of protocol all the way through. Obviously, as I got deeper and carried more muscle, like I may have taken things in or out. Um, and obviously certain dosage got higher. Like I talked about the GH, you know, my first time I used it, I took maybe four IUs and I mean, it went up to 12 or 10, 10 was like nine was usually around the, the sweet spot. Um, but I've taken up to 12, uh, which isn't necessary in my opinion. Like I said, yeah. I, I went higher than I probably there's should guys have. Now or that take to. way more than that. Yeah. But I think that's like, no way am I saying that's what you should take. Like, I think four works. I said it was overrated. Like, I think it was overpriced. And, 
you know, we talk about this all the time. Like, yeah. is it necessary? I mean, some people are like, oh, it helps with anti-aging and this and that. Maybe it does, but listen, the truth is, is we're all going to get older, right? Of course. All, all of us, our testosterone is going to go down as we get older. There's no question. Um, some people will never use testosterone therapy, but others choose. That's what they're going to do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I chose, you know, obviously to stay on testosterone therapy. I feel that I kind of, I not to say I need to, like my body's probably, yes, not like what it could have been, right? Um, but you you probably have to be on it at your age now and the things you did when you are younger probably uh, you know, permanently suppressed Yeah, you. I mean, but I've never had the down points like some people talk about the horror stories about coming yeah. on or off. You know, you know me. I mean, you've known me since from when I competed. Yeah. Before I was great at what I did. Uh, and when I retired, I never had an issue with downsizing. Like, you, no. you never hear me say we train together all the time and – like, I don't sit there and say, damn, I'm so pissed I'm not strong or, oh, man, I'm losing weight. Or mm-hmm. I'm more worried about being lean and looking healthy than yeah. I am about what I look like in the gym or pump. I just know that a lot of times we work out, and I'll be honest, I don't get a huge, huge pump. No, but there's and no it's need food for it. rel- it's food related. It's sleep yeah. related. It's travel related. It, like, all this stuff. Yeah. I'm not going to blame the drugs. I'm sure if I got on a crazy drug cycle, I could be... A lot fuller, but what's the point? I'm 48 years old. I mean, that's not my goal anymore. And I tell everyone, anyone over 40, you're risking it when you're up closer to 300 pounds. I've said this to you. You were 280 a few yeah. years ago at over 40. Yeah. It's not healthy, man. No, I mean, even now. And what do you now, weigh now? 265. And, and you, it, does big. it ever concern you? Of like, course. You concern yeah. your, your health? Yeah, I mean, I, I know, I know, I need to get smaller. There's no need for me to be. But you're monitoring your blood work. I mean, we talked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I know you, my, you. I mean, look, I got my blood pressure. I, I donated. I donated blood. I get. I get my blood work done every. Three, I mean, four we're months. very careful about yeah. that. I mean, we're both, you know, kind of like. Even when I when I got my blood pressure about done it. this last time, it was like one ten over sixty five, which I mean, that's the you know I won't mess up. Your but kidneys. I notice like sometimes you say to me, you're like, man, I'm not feeling the best, like. Yeah, maybe you're sleep not sleeping well, and you're like, yes. maybe I need to go get my blood work. But I think, I think when you're into training and eating more, maybe on some sort of testosterone therapy, I think every six months you should have blood work done. Yeah. That's my opinion. And it's not a, it's not as expensive as people think. Either. Yeah. So many people are, can't afford it. It's not expensive. I, the last time I got mine done, I actually just went, I went online and I ordered it online. There was like different websites you. Can How go much to. did it cost? 120 bucks. Yeah, so you guys out there that are avoiding it because of cost. I mean, for a while, to be honest, you probably thought it was expensive, right? I mean, I always had some connection, but there were times where I'd call places because you want it to be as convenient as possible. And there's times I'd call places and they'd be like, oh, it's $250. I'm like, I'm not paying $250 for that. You know, I can, I'll call this place. And But this is when you, like, you had insurance on and off. Now, obviously, yeah. you have a carry insurance now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's been times lapse, like when you moved or whatever else, yeah. that you didn't carry it, that it's insurance. Crazy. What, what really sucks is when you, when you move to a different state. Like, when I moved back to Nevada, I didn't have insurance for a certain amount of time because I couldn't get it because of some weird, you have to wait till there's open enrollment because I work for myself. So I don't, I don't have an employer that can just put me on. So you can either go get like certain insurances. So I'd keep it. I'd, I'd keep it in that state that I was living in, and then once I could get it here, I'd cancel it there. Great topic for people coming to move to Las Vegas. Do we have good health no. insurance available here? No, that's we the don't. one downfall. One downfall with with Nevada in general is they don't have platinum plans. They have gold plans. Platinum is like the 
the best of the best. They do not have platinum plans in Nevada. Like we, I, listen for me. Yeah. Like I have no budget for what for insurance. Yeah, like if matter. whatever it costs, but it costs. I bought the best insurance I could buy, and it's still not great. I still have a big deductible. I think I, think mine, I pay three and change a month. I think mine's like or, no, I pay four hundred. I think mine's like with dental and vision, everything. It's like four fifteen. Even though I don't, I've never had a cavity, and I don't. Yeah, but it's four fifteen. No, a five fifteen for for all of them. And I think I have like a, I think I have a fifteen hundred dollar deductible, and then the max out of pocket is like sixty. But if you do it with a business, like which is a, how I'm doing it now. Yeah. Because um, I'm, you know, obviously you want to put Angie on, you know, she, yeah. she used to have great insurance when she worked for the union here. Of course. It was the be, best. Yeah. yeah. Th then you can get those platinum type yes. plans, but if you work for yourself, you can't get them. So now it's, it'd be great when I carry it through the business and. But blood, but getting blood work done, everyone should get it done. Mm -hmm. You know, I know we, uh, you know, we are going to touch on it. You know, we saw, we had another person pass away in Cedric and, you know, I, you know, I, everyone has their opinions. Why? Obviously none of us know. I mean, we can't this. talk. We can't talk on someone's. I, I have health, no right? idea why, and wh whatever it is, it, it it doesn't change what happened. But I do know, you know, he had some health, you know, concerns. But he was actually getting it looked at. He wasn't ignoring it, you know. So, but that very was very sad case. I mean, I've had a great, uh, a lot of great run-ins with Cedric. I mean, yeah. my buddy Kevin used to train him. Back when he won his pro card, he was a good old boy from, you know, North South Carolina, Carolina, South Carolina, yeah. you know. And, uh, you know, he was a big figurehead in our in our industry. He was someone that people looked, looked upon. He was, like, one of the big aesthetic guys and probably one of the best physiques we've seen in quite yeah. some time. Just always, like, very hard to peak. Yeah. Perfect. And if we always said, like, I remember when I saw him when the Nationalists just said, this guy could be like the next Ronnie Coleman, you know? Because yeah. he had the height, he had the taper, he had the aesthetics, it's, he had the he had posing, he had the personality, he had a great personality. And it's just really sad, you know? He, he was such a good man. I remember when he was, if you remember, he won the Arnold and he talked about buying the school bus for the kids. And, yeah. you know, he left behind some children and obviously a family, a yeah. wife, everything. And uh, it, it's just, it's a terrible situation. And people try to point fingers and say, this is why this happened or... Like, uh, you know, they try to, to point fingers towards the bodybuilding side, you know, and he was doing what he loved to do. Obviously, he was a serviceman, too. Um, but once again, I mean, he was 44. He had to be close to 300 pounds. He was competing in the upper 280s. So, you know, I'm just going to state what my thought on all this is, okay? And I've said it before. You know, bodybuilding used to be a young man's game. Yeah. Okay. When I came into it, I saw Haney and Rich Gaspari, Lee Labrada, I mean, Sean Ray, all these guys retired into their, you know, mid 30s or early 30s. You know, we saw Arnold walk away, you know, in his late 20s, whatever, 30, close to 30. You had your Albert Beckles and I guess Serge Newbright, these guys that were a bit older doing it. Chris Dickerson won the Mr. Olympia around 40. Mm -hmm. But the and obviously we saw Sean Roden win at 43. There's not not to say you can't do it, but is it suggestive to be a competitive bodybuilder on that level into your 40s? I think not. It's a risk. I think not. I think I still think just like other 
I'm not, I hate to compare it to other, I say sport and I apologize because I know some people take this, they, they get offended. This business, I just still think, you know, you should look at it as like, hey, it's, it's a younger man's game. And I think that's why so much appeal is, is looking at classic physique because a lot of the top guys are in their 20s, right? Yeah. And that's how I came into bodybuilding, looking at these guys on magazine covers, whether it was at the cars or the hot girls, you know, with, you know, beautiful, like, skin, <coughs> great look. And, you know, you, you, you saw the portrayal of, like, kind of that artist type, like the whole thing that makes you a bodybuilder. Yeah. And... I saw the transition. I mean, as the guys just got older and not to say like, listen, we've had a lot of great champions. I mean, that were winning. I retired at 40. I think it was too long. I think I went a little remember, longer. Didn't, didn't, didn't you say at one point you wanted to retire at like 34? Yeah, 33. I mean, I 30. Remember that, I remember reading that in a magazine. 30 because I remember this was 23 years old. I was saying this and I thought I would achieve everything by then because I was just going by what I thought the age bracket was on a successful bodybuilder. Mm -hmm. But, of course, the endorsements got bigger. I still think your body peaks in its 30s. But, man, you know, to push your body to that extreme, to have the stress, you know, of, of the competitions, and, man, I, it's very stressful. I mean, for a guy that stood on this, the biggest stage, I just don't, I don't believe it's the best choice to do this well into your 40s and 50s and 60s. Not to say that... It, it's bad to get ready for a bodybuilding competition, you know, at those. But in the professional top tier, Mr. Olympia level, yeah. I just, I'm not so sure about it. Did and you, I, I know I'll get some people that will disagree with me. That's fine. It's their opinion. But this is just, this is my thought. And this, I know a lot of people have been asking me through social media what, what, my thought was on this and I haven't really discussed it that often. And I just wanted to go on record and just say, like, I just, I'm not so sure that it, that it, uh, that it's something that's the smartest choice. Did you feel different when you were in the last couple times you competed versus when you're, yes. Like what, what, what difference? I, it was, it was a lot harder for me to peak. You've seen me close to, my deathbed dude and i i, I so, say that lightly yeah. i mean you know it's really sad that like i can sit here on this on this podcast and and reminisce i'm rem reminiscing so that's yeah. why i'm kind of looking down and thinking and like god you know two or three olympias i'm like why do i do this it shouldn't be like that like you're the best in the world at what you do and i was trying to defend the title and i was dehydrated to the point where i just my mind wasn't there and it was always the dehydration process that was the hardest for me. But I just think the expectations grew so much for me to be so good. Yeah. I was only, you know, you have to push yourself. And this is crazy. Okay, I'm going to say, I, I, we said this about Rami last. You have to put yourself in this dark place for like the two or three weeks prior to the show to bring your body to that yeah. crazy yeah. level. And you guys that have done this, you know, the Phils and Dexters and Ronnie Combs, like, you know what I'm talking about, okay? And I'm sure Rami can tell you from, like, he had to go to that place he's never gone before to hit that peak, right? We all have to do it. 
And it's yeah. and not to say it's only bodybuilding. Like when you you talk about these people that build their business and they work in their office, you know, all day. And I remember Paul Gardner from Muscle Tech. He would you know work all day at the office, go home, put his kids to bed, and go back to the office and work into the nights. Yes, like he to build that company and sell it for a billion dollars, right? Yes. You have to sacrifice if you want to be the best. Yes, you're and sacrifice. you you have to have that headspace and not. That's the one thing is. Certain people aren't capable of going to that place. It's a mental thing. Yes. So if you say to me, like, how did I feel? Not good. Not good, but, like, I felt really good when I won the title yeah. or when I got second. No, what, what I meant was, like, like physically health-wise. I ne- listen, I, I, I would go on record and say I never had high blood pressure, uh-huh. never had an absolute terrible blood test. I've had liver enzymes, never had kidney issues, um, I've, you know, I've done the heart test or whatever way back before I, people even talked about heart studies. I did it with Mark Nally. He was here from Flex. Uh-huh. We did a whole thing on the treadmill. This was before now with the new testing Trust with the me. CT Calcium. scans, right? Uh, 300 pounds. I, I never, listen, I did it all. I ate 10 meals a day. I ate 400 grams of protein, you know, 450 some days. I, I settled that 300 300 grams of protein a day and a lot more carbs, as you know. Um, took, you know, various, you know, PDs. I used all the supplements. Mm-hmm. I walked away, and, and I never, I have no signs of being a bodybuilder, meaning like, okay, what damage have you done? Why do you think that is? I have my opinion, but... Genetics. Uh, genetics are the biggest part. I, I did eat very healthy. I didn't yes. do recreational drugs around it. Yep. Uh, I slept... I drank a ton of water. Uh, I feel my diet, like you've traveled with me. I, I was on a good diet all the time. Even to this day, I still stay on a decent diet. Um, I didn't take a lot of drugs compared to what people's perception is. I think I think genetics are, are the biggest thing. Of course. Obviously, if, if... You know my dad was 92 when he passed. You can, look at, you can look at your parents. Did they have these yeah, health issues? My mom's 81. I mean, look, obviously, something else freaks... Freak things can happen. Yes. Usually it goes by your parents. If you don't have heart issues, you don't have these mm-hmm. other issues. But you always ate organic. You got your deep tissue work multiple times. You always were taking care of your body. But you trained a certain way. Like you, you, you know, did- my ex-wife was basically a doctor, right? Yeah. And you know, I was, I was adamant. When I say every six-month blood test, I did every six-month blood test. I tested myself on my biggest cycles and my non-cycles. Okay. I didn't bridge. I did not bridge between cycles. I didn't take anything. And most everybody does it now. And you know what? I know some people have ran with this and said, Jay, you're wrong. You should have been taking TRT in between. But I didn't. What do you want me to tell you? I didn't do it. Yeah. And that's why I'll argue to the end of time with people saying, well, I did it this way. These are my genetics. I'm not saying that every person is going to have the same result. You mean... Yeah. I trained and ate. I'm sure, there's a lot more people that were more dedicated than me, but they didn't become Mr. Olympia, right? Of course. But I did it. I, mm-hmm. What I want me to tell you, I'm not going to lie and say, well, I did this or did that. <coughs> I didn't take HCG between cycles and all that stuff. I didn't take a Remedex when I took my testosterone shots to, you know, I didn't do all that stuff. Yeah. Never took, I never took Propecia or anything for hair loss ever. Uh, you're supposed to, right? You're supposed to take Clomid after a cycle. I, I never did. Yeah. Like, I didn't do any of that stuff, right? 
I always I remembered I remembered watching that. What was that? Bigger, stronger, faster. And the one doctor that was on there said, "Everything you put in your body, there's a risk. No matter what, even an Advil, there's a risk to reward ratio. In the less things you put in your body, the less problems you're going to have. Even if it's something as simple as a tamoxifen or an HCG, it doesn't matter. It's still a drug. You know, it's like people saying, "Oh, don't use Splenda, use Stevia, or you don't really use either." I don't, yeah, I don't really drink coffee, right? When we go away, I just, I'm not a, a coffee huge coffee drinker. Yeah, once in a while. I do it more for flavor, but uh, I don't know. I just wanted to touch on that a little bit. I don't want to, like, if you guys have any comments or whatever, if you guys yeah. saw these episodes or you have questions, like, and we can bring it up in another episode. Um, you know, I'm not afraid to tell the truth. Like, yeah. and it's the truth, guys. Like, I'll be honest, like, in... I, I don't remember everything. I truly don't. And I'm not trying to block out and, and lie to you guys about things. But, I mean, man, I, I did, like I mentioned, I did it all. And I did it all with some certainty of, like, okay, this is what's recommended. But I was a lot of it was trial and error. And I abused. There's no question I abused the drugs I took. Yeah, in order to become the best, yes, world, you had no choice. I did. and You did what you had to do to be the best. I did. I did, and I the one advice I can give to you, younger people that are following this, that are cycling. I still think you. I think my opinion. You should come off things. Yeah, and cycle. I was gonna say that. That's the one. The one. The major thing that I've noticed between today's bodybuilders and when I got around it in the in the nineties, the guys when they were done with their show, they wouldn't train for a while, and they would come off everything for months, three, four, five months at times. And then when they would come back on, their body was fresh, so he didn't have to take a ton to where now guys will say, well, I've been off for three weeks, like, or I've been off for six weeks. Okay, you've been off for six whole weeks. Well, yeah, I'm only doing 500 milligrams of this, and I'm only doing Anivar. And I'm like, then you're not off, dude. Your, your receptors are still getting shot. So the next time when you bring it back up, yeah. you got to take more and more and more. And then you start having physical problems because you're taking so many drugs when, if you'd come off, your body wouldn't need it. It's just like the pre-workouts. I had someone hit me about my Triumph test booster. They said, should I come off? Yes, I think you should cycle off. Anything you take for a length, a lengthy amount of time, you should cycle off of. That's just how I see it. It's just like people with coffee. Like, <laughs> if you're drinking four coffees a day, eventually, you're like, your body's feeling it, but you're not going to... Feel yes. it, like, in your mind. I was just going to say, uh, I'm going through that right now. Okay. So I've noticed I could drink two energy drinks. I could drink nothing. four or five cups of coffee, and it doesn't affect me, which means my adrenal glands yes. are working. So now what I've been doing is in the morning I have one cup, and then I put a second cup of decaf, so it's 50-50. So I'm doing that, so I'm slowly bringing it down, and eventually I won't consume any caffeine for, like, a couple months. Yeah. So then when you do drink one cup of coffee, you're, you're wired. But just like anything, you can't keep taking. You build up a tolerance, but that doesn't that doesn't sure. mean your heart rate's not rising. Your heart rate's probably still going up. Yep. Um, but you know that's you know I hate to go off on a tangent about that um, because you know I know we were talking about like Cedric and whatever else. Um, you know he's going to be greatly missed. I mean, yeah. I, I know the question is is like, well, how can we save bodybuilding? Like now these th people are like. Well, let's change the game. Let's uh, let let's not like make the guys get so big. It's not going to happen. What's your take on it? I know I'm I'm gonna. 
look, they're, no matter what. When Can you... Classic Physique take over? Because no. they assume that Classic Physique take a lot more gear than what the open people do. Um, I, I think it's individual. I think it's when individual. You're, when you're trying to become the best in the world, people are always going to push the envelope. I know, but that doesn't mean that, doesn't mean that every guy mm-hmm. takes more than... That doesn't mean that an open guy takes more uh, more or less than a no, physique guy or a, cla- or a classic physique guy. No. In my opinion, the main difference between the two is the open guys have just been doing it longer. Or they're eating more. But they weigh more. Yeah. Do you think the weight has something to do with it? Like With health issues? Yeah. Of course. Yeah, that's why there's no... Because is there any 60-pound, 300-plus pound guys other no, than guys that no. have gained the weight to and get I'm, there. And I'm going to say this. So my uncle that raised me was a physician and I, and I have another, uh, uncle that had, that was 400 pounds and he had health problems. And my one uncle went in to see him to the my other uncle. It's a doctor. It's on different sides of the family. And the, my uncle that, that was the physician looked at him and said, do you want to walk your daughters down the aisle? And he said, well, yes. And he goes, how many 60-year-old, 400-pound people do you see alive? And then he said, how many 50-year-old? How many 40-year-old, 400-pound people? He's like, you are going to die if you don't fix this. Within six months, he had heart failure. He's still alive, but he has a trach in his neck. He has a defibrillator. And he's in a, in a world of hurt because of the weight he had on him. Now, he also told me, when you are muscular, it's harder on the heart than when you're, when you're obese. Because muscle requires more blood volume for your heart to pump than if you're just obese. So a lot of these guys that are bodybuilders, yes, it is harder on your heart. And if you have in your family, if you have genetics of having heart attacks, if people in your family have, you're more susceptible mm-hmm. to having that. And that's where the genetics thing play a role. But but there's no guys that should be 300 plus pounds. At a, I just no. don't believe at a no. certain age, like unless you're seven feet tall, I understand you're genetically, you have to weigh a certain amount, right? Just because of your body. Like mass. Shaq's probably 350, but, but it's massive. It's just not healthy. Yeah. It's not healthy, right? Yeah. And at some point we all, I mean, that's the biggest thing is like people say, why don't you look like you used to look? I mean, there's a lot you of can't. factors with that. You can't. Like, if I want to I want to live, and I don't have an age, like, guys, I want to live to 80 or 90 or whatever else. I just, I, I wanted to live a life after bodybuilding and be able to do the things I do and and travel the world and, and represent, you know, with what I was able to build upon. Like, yeah. I never imagined I'd get to this point. So, for me, I just, I love working out. I love eating healthy. I love feeling good. I love getting up and doing my cardio. I meditate in the morning, doing my cardio. I did it this morning. I walked around. I was sending you messages yeah. in between, but like I just I love my life. Like I love what I do, and yeah. you know, it's just sad that some people don't forecast. But even but even, care. even where your weight is now, like your your body, you're comfortable at that. Weight. I, I, I was, how much do you weigh now? Like high two twenties. Yeah, and I'm sure one day you'll get smaller. Of course, but. I'm slowly getting there. Yeah. I remember when you could get below 260. I know. Seven, you know. I know, but when you eat five, six meals a day. And if you wanted, you could probably be back up to 270. And I mean, you just say, people that say, oh, I can't lose the weight, they cut your calories way down. You lose the weight and do cardio. You know what I mean? Of course. You'll always be able to shrink down a little bit. Yeah. That's that's what I need to do more because I'm, I'm only doing, you know, I just you know, do 30 minutes in the morning. Do you think... Um, 
let's talk a little bit about fasted cardio. How important is it in your routine? Um, well, I'm not consistent. <laughs> I'm honest. I know, but like when you do fasted cardio, do you feel it? It jump starts your day a little better. When or? I do fasted cardio, I don't have a problem digesting food as much, and and I've had a problem with that for many years. Where um, when I was younger and I wanted to be a pro bodybuilder, I could eat seven or eight times every two hours. I was hungry; it would just go through me. Once I in my late 30s, when I hit around 40, I had a hard time if I ate a meal being able to eat again shortly. Sometimes I wouldn't eat for half a day. It's just hard to get the food down. And if I don't do cardio, I can legit eat once or twice a day. And it just takes that long for the food to go through me. Now, if I do cardio in the morning, and then I wait like a half hour afterwards, drink some coffee. And when I eat, if I eat a healthy breakfast, two hours later, I'm hungry. again, And I can eat and I can get through food that way. So I think me personally doing fasted cardio, it kind of jump starts my metabolism and it helps my body burn, burn through. How food. close are you paying attention to your diet at this point? You uh, honest? No, no I'm, I'm not super, I'm not super paying attention to it. I mean, I don't, I'm doing my best. The problem I've always had is I just like to eat. So I'll overeat. Do you find yourself eating like one or two large meals instead of For several For a long small? time, yeah. Like today I've ate twice already. And what time is it? It's, it's three, it's three thirty. And I've only ate twice. And you and get I, up early. I wake up at 5.30 every morning. And uh, how important do you think smaller frequent meals are over large meals? Like people that are fasting right now. For, for me, it would help me tremendously. The problem is I eat a small meal and then I'm still hungry. Yeah. And then I eat another small meal and then it's too much. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then I'm stuffed and I'm like, oh, man, I feel like I ate a buffet. And then I don't eat for the rest of the day. I think that's everyone's problem. Yeah. So I probably just need to be more just this is how much I'm going to eat. I would, be, I would be the person that would benefit from what Dave Borlay does. If I had a damn scale with me everywhere, and I weighed it, and I said, this is all I'm eating. Full-time bodybuilder. And, and then if, if that's all I did was this is what I'm eating, and that's it, I'm sure I would, I'm sure I would, you know, I don't know how much I could get down to. I'm trying to think the lowest. When I had my shoulder surgery, I couldn't train for almost a year and a half before I could train my upper body because I had you know, six screws put in it. And I think the lowest I got was like 239. No excuses, bro. We got trifecta meals in the fridge over here. So <laughs> there, no have, excuses. I have no excuses. You, you, you have freezer fulls at your I house. Know. And sometimes I'll go home and I'll be like, man, I've been eating food forever. I'm like, eh, I want some Uber Eats. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I still like this morning for breakfast, I had a cup and a half of potatoes. I had one trifecta, uh, trifecta bison patty. I just, you know, broke it up and I had two whole eggs. And that's what I ate. And an hour and a half later, I was hungry. And then on the way here, I stopped at Firehouse. <laughs> oh, yeah, and got a sub? Because I forgot, I forgot to grab food before I left. Yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah. shit, I need to get something. I'm like, well, I'm just going to have a sandwich for lunch then. <laughs> um, all right, let's talk a little bit about financial uh, no, things going I know, on I right now. I want to talk about your new toy. Okay, what is that? Well, that's financial. <laughs> it is. But all right, so guys, I bought the Tesla Model X Plaid. You're like the only person that has one. Well, no, I was the first one in Nevada to get it, I believe. I, they, they told, told me. They told me at the dealer. So they delivered it to my house. They were calling me like, hey, do you want us to deliver this? First time ever bought a car, and they actually were like, hey, we're going to come deliver this to your house. And literally, I don't know if I had to even do any paperwork, really. It was like, because <laughs> when I ordered it online, all the paperwork was done. Yeah. So it was like literally, okay, here it is. I wasn't home. They walked Angie through all the, which your phone is your key. Yeah, they do have a. There's it's no, one, no, there's a car, a card that's a key. So, so it looks like a credit card. So if someone like it's called a valet key, 
So basically, if you leave your car in valet, you leave, if they need to move it, it's this. It's a card. It just sits in the like right in the center. <laughs> you don't have to plug it into anything. So if you lose your wallet, you're screwed. So like oh, if you if you're not on Wi-Fi, if you shut your Bluetooth off, the car you know you can't run your car. So oh, it's wow. it's crazy. So the car does everything. It drives up to you. It's got all oh, self driving. Oh, 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 oh. Hold on. What happens if you're driving and your phone dies? Well, yeah, I don't know. I know your phone has to because you you have to carry the car the key. Yeah, you have the key. Like as a backup, <laughs> you're supposed to carry. It, but like if you don't have a phone, you're screwed. You have to either carry that's that card stupid. or well, I mean, I'm sure there's benefits to it. All right, tell ga- me more gas about this. prices. So gas yeah. prices. I mean, as you know, I put a charger in my house. I saved twenty percent of my power bill. I registered the VIN number with my power company. So I put a Tesla charger in the house. It charges fully in five hours. It gets two hundred and eighty-one miles to a charge. Uh, fastest zero to 60, 2.3 seconds. It's That's like crazy. a rocket. I know. And I can't wait for you to drive it. Cause <laughs> you're gonna, I know you've been in Greg's yeah. and I don't even know. At, at Ludacris, but it, is it? No, his wasn't. As okay. Fast. His is 2.9. But when you drive it, it's yeah. different being the passenger seat, but when you're actually holding the steering wheels, like the kit car, it's the, um, it's just like a, it looks like a spaceship. Yeah. You're going to shit yourself. I watched this video last night. It shows for it to go really fast. You have to push the brake in. No, gas, no, you can't hold it launch down mode. And then it launch mode, but you yeah. don't even, dude. You don't even need to do that. You, it will snap your neck. <laughs> but when you're, you're gonna be shocked at the tires don't burn out. Nothing. It just goes, and it's the craziest car ever. You, it does everything. The doors open. They close. They, I mean, the car does. It will drive right up to you. Uh, it's and the wait, best car it, I've ever owned, and you, everyone knows out there. I've had crazy cars. I know. After you I got ordered it. this based on my buddy Dave Enders is like you have to order this car. They're not. They just started making it. It's not out yet. It's the SUV version of the Tesla. And I know a lot of you are like, man, Jay went to the dark side. He went to Tesla. I texted Greg from Trifecta, yeah. and I'm like, dude, I went to the I went to the dark side. And of he's course. like, oh, welcome to the Tesla family or whatever. Yeah. And. uh Man, it's hard not to drive that car. Although I'm driving the G wagon today. I know. After you got it, you're like, I don't want any other car. This ever ever. So, got this. so I'm on the list. I ordered a bunch of cars, as you know. Um, because Which one of, do I get to drive? It's a long <laughs> list, right? Uh, so I'm gonna keep it for a while. I mean, I think it's great you're with not the gas prices. Right, I, I mean, gas prices are outrageous, as we know. Uh, I'll be showcasing the Tesla. Maybe when I mentioned it, maybe I'll send you a picture. You can post it up on the um yeah on this. Uh, houses. Let's talk about house pricing in they Las suck. Vegas. Tell me what you told me about Nevada today. So so for many years, this is one of the cheaper places to live in America. Yeah. And I was looking on this list, and it showed like cost of living per state. Well, now they have like four different like groups where the lowest. Mid, mid high, and then the highest. Nevada is now the second before the top, as far as how expensive it shows. Like, like really cheap states are in the low nineties, and then like, you know, the next step up is upper nineties, and then the low hundreds, which is where we are, and then like California, Alaska, Oregon, Hawaii are like one fifteen to one twenty, as far as its rating. So I started, you know, I've been wanting to buy a house out here for a while, but they're just so they be they've gotten so expensive. I'm like. Fuck well, this. listen, when you call me and you're like, the house I want is 850 Yeah. It takes me a minute to process because I'm living back in 2000, 2001. I bought a condo and I know there's someone that goes online here and questions 
what house I bought. You're a terrible investor. Okay. <laughs> so I bought my condo for two hundred and eighteen thousand in Aliso Viejo. Okay. It was one oh four Breakers Lane. Okay? okay, you guys can look it up. Aliso Viejo back in two thousand. It was after the Night of Champions. Uh I sold it for two eight two eighty five mm-hmm. within two years. And that condo now is worth around seven fifty. And when I moved to Vegas, the home that I purchased was around, I think that it was around 320 to, I think I paid like 350. Let's just throw the number 350. Um, How long did you live there? I lived there from 02 to 2007. I actually Five years. built my house and I moved in the day I, I waited to sell my house. So I, I moved into the new house that I'm currently in, in, uh, you know, in the Northwest. And I sold that house the same for nine fifty. So I paid three fifty and I sold it for nine fifty. Yeah. I made that profit. Uh that house was amazing. Amazing for three fifty. Um oh I went through the divorce and stuff, so I don't know where that would end it up. Um but it went back down. The f- person that bought it for me foreclosed and now I think it's I think it's one point two million now. Can you imagine though, three hundred and fifty? Yeah. It was granted it was discounted because of nine yeah. eleven. So when you call me and you're like, Jay, I'm looking at a house for eight fifty. I'm thinking in my head like, what happened to the four hundred thousand, three hundred thousand homes? I mean, they have them. They're just I want a gated community and I want a pool and a hot tub and I want a three car garage and I want a certain. It's crazy certain that you level. will buy a home with four or five bedrooms because I know that's. The bedroom size, right? Yeah, well, well, because I, and I, I and you don't have a family, no. but why? Why so many bedrooms? Would you buy it? I know you'd probably buy one with three bedrooms, right? Yeah. But two bedrooms is the you always want two, right? Yes. Or three? No, no, no. I'll, I'll always want to have an office uh, space. Okay. And will you want a guest bedroom too? Always, so you I'll need three. Want, I want two guest bedrooms. Okay. Because you know, look, I don't have a lot of family, but. If my mom wants to come visit, my aunt and uncle want to come out here, like I, I, I want to have enough room, but I want those guest rooms on the other side of the house. And then I want more of a, a how do I say it? Like a, like well, a you movie being sli- are you being slick with me and planning for a family? <laughs> no, no, I hope not. <laughs> and look, if, if the right thing came along, sure. But no, you always said right you wanted a family. Yeah, I always did, but it just hasn't been in the cards for me yet. Maybe one day. But. I don't want it, but at the same time, if you're going to buy a house, you want to buy something that you know, if you want to sell it, you can sell it. Always, it, always. That's yes. the one thing I was waiting for you to say is always purchase a home thinking a family could buy it. Yes, because yes. more than likely, it's your own. The first house you buy, or the or the home that you buy, isn't your home forever. Yeah. I literally the home I'm in now that I've been in for since '07. So how, how long is that? Fifteen years. I literally said I'm going to keep this for three years or whatever. You want to laugh? I'll tell you the honest truth, and I'm this is something I never mentioned. I remember saying to Carrie when we bought this house, we're only going to be able to afford it for so long. Really? Yes. Wow. Because it was a huge step up for me. It's still it's a huge house. It's a huge house, but it, the the money factor was big, you know. And plus to put in the pool and decorate and everything else, you know, it's good. it had six bedrooms guest house, you know, all that, right? A huge. How much did it cost to decorate? When you went, when you furnished it, what did it cost? 
I did everything. You know, you remember how decked out it was? Around 400000 I think. Just to furnish it. Furnish and do all the curtains, window coverings and everything. A lot of people, a lot of people don't look at those yeah. costs and, and how much it costs to, to, you know, fix up the house yeah. the way you want it. You know, people don't, people don't. Yeah, so, so I literally bought that house thinking, okay, this is an investment for me. Yeah. And granted, you know how much I can get for it now compared to what I owe. Yeah. And it's, it's big, you know. Of course. I mean, that's pretty much. A, I would still, in a, in a perfect world, and, and I don't know if, I, I don't think I could ever do this in Vegas, but I still want. 40 to 80 acres, and I want to build a house. It's just really, house. it's tough here, man. Well, you can't hear. You just can't do it. I mean, you have I, to go to Utah or, or Reno or something. I mean, I went back to Mass, and I look around at my brother's farm, and, and uh, you know, we had 100-something acres there or whatever, and to have, like, that mindset. We still live in where we came of from, course. right? You're in Wisconsin <clears throat> or wherever else. Yeah. I look, I look at houses in Wisconsin all It's the time. just, you know, at some point you just never know. And I, I've gotten a lot of questions lately. Is this my final resting place for the rest of my life? And, you know, we talk about this Puerto Rico thing. We talk about, I mean, you know, my dream is like to live on the ocean in California for some odd reason, right? You question that. Uh, if you want to live on the ocean, move to Indonesia. I, yeah, but dude, it's, it's not the U.S., man. I just, it's still, it's amazing. It's, you know what? It's, I know it's not a... <laughs> It's not something I'm aware of, right? I just, I've been to certain places and I'm just, I find my comfortable hey, look, spots. This is what I'm doing. And I'm saying after the Olympia this year, I'm going to Asia for a month. And I'm going to hold you to that. I'm going to. It's already being planned. <laughs> I'm going for a month because I lived there for a long time. Yeah, yeah. But I want to go spend a week in Thailand, a week in, in it's Indonesia. It's on my bucket list, Tyler. Yeah, Thailand, I mean, it's, yeah. it's it, a week in. Indonesia, because I've I've never been to Bali, but I've been to Jakarta, mm-hmm. which is the capital of, of Indonesia, and maybe Papua New Guinea. Um, I want to go to Cambodia to see certain castles that I've been wanting to see. Maybe I'll go to the Maldives. Maybe I'll go up to Seychelles on the way back. But I'm I just want to go because that's the worst time to be here, anyways. I don't I don't give a shit about don't Christmas. Care, I, I don't know, give a shit about New Year's. I could care less. But on the other side of the world, and then that's an inexpensive time to go to some of these places. So. Once you go over there and see some of those spots, you'll be like, eh, I don't want to go to California. I had friends that moved to Bali, and they love it there. Of course, because and you know how far like goes there. Yeah, you can live like a king. And, you uh, can get a villa on the beach, like like a, a villa for a tenth of what you'd pay in California. And it's it's nicer, it's safer, and it's just more beautiful. You still have to pay U.S. taxes. You keep your well, passport, right? I wouldn't make right? any money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm broke. <laughs> No, well, you do. We're the only country. Who's who? We're having this conversation after the fifteenth with their taxes. You know, everyone's kind of like, "Damn, I had to cut a big check to the government." You know, mine's on extension because yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. I know, I, I know it's going to be a large one. You know, so I can't. I can't. I don't know. But I'm still going there. I'm going there for a month. All right. So you're in the housing market. Like interest rates are climbing. Does it scare you at all? No. What's what are the rates up? They were like five percent. I think now. they're approaching no? five. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I really think, and I'm by no means am, am I some like does does guru. does the rates outweigh the home prices? That's what I think. So what I think's happened is the home prices got so high, and then the rates were low, and now the rates are starting to go up. So the home prices are going to come down, and as the rates keep climbing, there's more and more people that are not going to be able to afford these houses, and I think the housing prices are going to come down. So that house that's eight fifty in a year and a half, maybe it'll be six fifty. I don't know. But I'm not dropped that much. I think twenty percent, maybe. Is that what's how much percent would that be? Yeah, around there. 
650 yeah. to 7. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't – I'm not worried about the the interest rate. So if you, if you were – to be suggestive, would you tell people to buy a home right now if they're interested in buying a home before? I mean, I'm not. I, I'm You're not, not a financial. A, I'm not a wizard, guru huh? by any means. I'm just. I'm just going off of history and common sense. When I think the, it's always great. Go up, rates go but down. it's always great to have an asset, right? It's great. Yes. It's good to have debt to a certain point, correct? Yeah, because, yeah, because because if you have debt, as the dollar yes. inflates, and interest know, rates are yes. where they are. Yeah, it, it's a, and plus you can write off the interest too. So I'm not. I'm not worried about. I don't really care what the interest rates are. Mm-hmm. I mean, whatever the lowest possible rate is, I'm going to get because I have good credit and I can put down whatever. So I know I'll get the lowest possible rate that I what get. What are good things to buy today for someone that has extra cash? Hard assets. Okay, give Watches, me. gold, silver. That's just my opinion. If it's not in your hand, you don't own it. Certain cars? Well, yeah, I mean, well, I don't. Well, Which is crazy, yeah, right? look at you. You just bought me a Mercedes. You yeah. just haven't told anybody yet. <laughs> no, but, but think about talk, about talk about how many cars you've bought and you, you've flipped and what you can make on them. Yeah, but you only sell three cars a year before you have to be, declare yourself a dealer. That's the problem. Well, then problem. just give me one. Yeah. <laughs> but every car that I own right now, yeah. whether it's leased or payments or owned, I can basically sell for what I, and I've, I bought the oldest one I bought in 2016. I can get all the money I paid for every vehicle or make money on everything that I bought. Yeah. Everything, which is the rare time. And you're like, you're behind me. Yes. That's what I was just (laughs) going to say. You're like, sell that shit. (laughs) Sell that shit. Sell it and put it into something else because I do think. As as they start making the, well, supply uh, chain's weak, man. As they supply start making the 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 computer chips, yeah, I think you're going to start seeing the prices come down. I think I'm it'll be a minute look, though. Look, Certain I, vehicles, I, yeah. I'm noticing this with the watch stuff right now. Like I just reached out to one of my the guys that I do stuff with, and I'm gonna be like, "Yo, should I sell a bunch of these? Because the prices it's starting to come down a little bit. And I know even if it comes down a little bit, and I can sell them, and I can rebuy them." You know, maybe I can. Yes, yeah, so you're know, talking sense. the. You're getting into crypto talk now. Nah, I'm not. Dude, I'm, <laughs> I put like thirty grand in crypto and I got my ass kicked. It's still there. Yeah, yeah. I'm not selling it until I'm not selling it until I get my money back. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome, man. So, what else do we need to cover for this episode? I mean, that's that's about it. I mean, this is this is the first time we've we've actually been able to sit down and do one in a while, and we'll probably start getting more guests on. We'll probably get more people to come in with us when we can because it's. The hard part is, and I know, I'm sorry, we, we, we weren't able to, to film one recently. The hard part is just getting the two of us here where we can do this and where we're both in town. Yeah. Because, I mean, look, I travel with you when we go most, most of the spots. I don't go to all the domestic ones, the international ones, I go to all those. But then there's a lot of times where I'm with you, and then i got to jump on a plane and go meet someone somewhere else. So sometimes we, we aren't able to get these done, but when we can, we do. But I think what I'm looking at outside of next week going to Canada, most of our trips are on weekends. So during the week, we should be able to start, you know, being more consistent with these and, and getting them out more and more. Yeah, listen, we appreciate it, guys. I do have the Jay Cutler signature belts available on jcutlershop.com. I am signing every single one of them that goes out the door. I have small to double extra large. So make sure you guys want a signed piece of memorabilia. This is available on Jay Cutler Shop. Uh, I do have a limited supply here. I'm looking over at all the supply. But, uh, you know, for episode 28, guys, we wanted to touch a little upon what's been happening. And uh, we'll be back next week to do uh, 29. We want to thank you guys for your comments. 
we did finish up with our free uh, giveaway T-shirts. Uh, that was awesome. We had a lot of people. I just sent out the last one yesterday. Yep. I uh, want to appreciate everyone's involvement. We'll, uh, think, with we'll, that. Think, we'll, we'll think of a giveaway to do for because now we're now we're approaching like fourteen thousand. Maybe we'll do a giveaway when we hit like twenty thousand subs. We'll think of a cool giveaway. You know, yeah, what would you guys like for a giveaway gift? Yeah, yeah comment on the bottom comment. I know now you're going like like to say like this figure sitting behind me or whatever else, but uh, you know Listen, we have a lot of a uh, lot of cool. Um, I'm going to give options. a couple of Jay's cars away. Yeah, <laughs> I have the credit card for his Tesla. <laughs> yeah, so we do have guys. Um, so our next stop is going to be the Canadian tour. So yep. in Saskatchewan, make sure you guys mark your calendars. Please come by and see us. They are free events. Yep. Uh, we will put the schedule uh, online. You'll see it on my Instagram. Everywhere else, I mean, I'll be heading over to Pittsburgh shortly right after that. Um, and then I have a couple of appearances, but we'll be at the Phil, L.A. Fit Expo. In May. And uh, you'll be there both days, right? Yep. I'll I be there. Me. It's, let's see. We got me. You'll be there Sunday. Phil Heath will be there. Uh, Regan. Um, who else? Yurishna. Whitney Jones. I'm actually, She's coming in, which is kind of cool. Three-time uh, Miss... Uh, yeah, when are we gonna get Phil Heath on the on the podcast? We, we will when he comes. We to got Vegas. reconnected to Phil Heath here yeah. the last couple visits. Yeah, we'll, and we'll we'll get we'll get him on. You know, I don't know when he's coming to Vegas next, but we'll definitely get him on when he comes. Maybe we should corner him in uh, L.A. a little bit and see. Yeah. Let's catch up with Phil Heath and see what's <laughs> happening with Phil Heath. You know? Yeah, we're gonna. Corner Everyone him. wants to know if Phil's coming back, man. He looked for pretty damn was, impressive. And I mean, look, we saw him in Boston. He was big as a house. It was kind of funny. Yeah. We were sitting at the meeting, and I'll tell you guys a little story before you sign off. And and Phil Heath, like, you know, Steve Weinberger jokingly says, Phil, for Phil Klahar. Yeah, yeah. And Phil looks up and he goes, ah, motherfuckers, you got nervous for a <laughs> yeah. second, didn't you? Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. he just yelled, Phil. And he's he like, Phil, the back. Yeah, yeah. Phil was there and he's like, oh, you know, you guys got nervous. And damn, he looks impressive, man. Yeah, no, Still. No, I mean... It, it it looks it looks like he wouldn't have to do a whole lot. You guys want to talk about the best genetics? No, the best retired Mister Olympia uh, right now is Phil Heath. Of course, like he looks incredible. Yeah, so because I mean he's, I mean he's he's downsized, but he still looks like a he's, cartoon. Listen, Phil Heath can still come back. Of man. course he could, and I I, think, I'm not going to egg that on because I know he's got a lot of good things going yeah. on and. But he no, looks but, but amazing. even when you, like I said, like he told me, like I forgot what his weight was, but it's it's smaller than normal. But it doesn't, he doesn't look smaller. He still looks like a cartoon. He's still posting pictures in a tank top and whatever yeah. else, and uh, he's still doing the bodybuilding thing. So, and yeah, we're gonna have to catch. We talked about gonna have to catch up to him. So, uh, yeah, like you said, I, I mean, you have Urishan there, Regan, yep. uh, they're, myself. They're gonna, there's a bunch of other people there, like Billy Blanks and some of the other, you know. Local people that uh, Cali Muscle there, or? I think he is too. Okay, yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen Big Boy or, yeah, I think he is too. I, I haven't, I haven't uh, seen I the list on the website to see what who was all on there, but I just know the the five six people that that I'm bringing into the into the expo, and so we got that one, and then the American Fitness Expo in July. We'll have another big lineup because we'll keep adding people to that one as well. Then they're, they're only going to have one more Fit Expo this year in San Jose. I'll miss it, right? I don't know. I'm not 100% okay. sure. It's the last weekend in June. Originally, I think that was supposed to be the nut bash, but they moved it. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, so yeah. it's that's the last one of the year. Okay. And they're not doing any other ones this year because of scheduling conflicts. But next year, starting in January, it's going to be back to the normal, and they're going to do the San Diego, San Jose, Anaheim, and L.A. It's going to be right back to normal. 
So that'll be a good uh, that'll be good for us. All right, guys, comments, uh, concerns. Uh, I'll touch upon our topics. If you guys want to chime in, make sure you guys comment, like, share the video, uh, give us your thoughts on on any discussion today. And uh, for episode twenty eight, from Matt and I, uh, we'll see you for twenty nine very soon. We're out.